Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Aligning America. I'm your host, Vincent Miller, and let's get right into things. Our first story of today is going to be a somber one, so I do apologize. And today's show will be taking a more somber tone. Not that we're generally all that upbeat here. However, we do have two very sad in particular stories to cover that, quite honestly, have only been recurring in the news cycle for the past three months at this point. And I'm getting a little tired of covering them, not because I think that they're not worth covering, However, it's just redundant, and I'm, I'm getting tired of it, I'll be honest with you guys, because we have a story today about Dante Wright. He was a 20-year-old man who was shot at a traffic stop. Sorry to uh, bury the lead there. He was shot at a traffic stop. Uh, he had an outstanding warrant for his arrest. Sure, I do want to admit that he had an outstanding warrant for his arrest for failing to appear before a court over an unlicensed handgun. Now, that is obviously criminal. He had a gun that he did not have a license for, and that is criminal. He should have appeared before the court and he should have paid the fine or paid the, the time, be it in a jail through a sentence, which I think would be a little harsh. But regardless, he should have paid the due process. He should have gone through the court system. He should not have avoided it. He should not have avoided the court system or the law. Now, with that said, this interaction directly after that, is absolutely disgusting. What happened next was three cops appeared before him at a traffic stop. There was a scuffle between the three and him. He re-entered the vehicle. An officer named Kim Potter, who is a 26-year veteran on the force, she had been there for 26 years. That is not a bad apple that just got out of the academy. That is someone who is so deeply embedded in the justice system, 26-year veteran at their force, Officer Kim Potter shouted taser and then proceeded to shoot him once in the chest. He would die, of course, of these wounds. And Kim Potter, Officer Kim Potter, did indeed claim that the gun fired after was accidental. She did indeed intend to pull for her taser. Now, you may be asking, how on earth do you pull for a taser? Grab your handgun, which is in a holster, which requires three motions to unlock as all police standardized holsters do. It is not something you can do unintentionally. Pulled from the holster, readied the gun, leveled the gun, and fired all before you realized it wasn't a taser. Now, if you do not know much about guns, let me explain something. One, she'd have to switch her safety off, assuming she was following proper protocol, of course. Two, as I previously mentioned, that is a three-button click holster. That is not an easy thing to immediately and brainlessly undo and pull out. And three, there's a, a big difference between a taser and a handgun, not only in appearance, but in handling. A taser is a blocky, somewhat squarish, bright yellow handgun-like weapon, which is used to immobilize belligerent and, and even maybe combatant people who are resisting arrest. Sure, it is a tool in the toolbox of justice, and I do accept that. In fact, I think it should be standard that police should not always carry a lethal weapon and perhaps should only carry the taser. We wouldn't be having this problem if she had been only able to pull a taser in this situation. However, in this instance, that's not what happened. These two entirely disparate tools to weapons of war, quite honestly, that this cop were wielding she absolutely, there's no blunder to be described here. There's no accident to be described here. This was a crime. This was not accidental. Much like the family of Dante Wright, who are now claiming that there's absolutely no way this is accidental. 
I, I'm with them. I'm 100% with them. And I understand that body cam footage, which we do have of the incident, shows Kim Potter yelling taser, announcing her intent to tase him, and then shooting him. And directly after, in quotes, I will say, Kim said, oh, God, I've shot him. Yeah, Kim, you shot him. You shot him with the gun that you readied, with the gun you unholstered, and the gun you switched off safety. You shot a 20-year-old man with a misdemeanor and a warrant out for his arrest and a fine to pay for an unlicensed weapon. You shot him and you killed him and you ended his life and he will not breathe again. He will not wake up tomorrow like you will. He will not have a do-over. He will not have a second chance. He never will because he's dead and you killed him, Kim. This sort of behavior is what leads, of course, directly into what has happened last night and has continued into today. There are riots and protests, of course, as all things are with impeccable timing. There is currently the trial of Derek Chauvin, the man who killed in cold blood in front of a crowd of people, killed George Floyd. Of course, it just so happens that it's happening in a similar near county. Perfect. It's in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, which, of course, is not far from where the events of George Floyd's murder happened. Of course, this is all just coincidental. However, it does not stop them from rising heat. This is this is just how these things layer. Of course, racial tensions have increased. Racial violence has increased. And when you see cops continuously act, this, of course, this all happened while this trial was underway. If you wanted to say, oh, isn't it enough that we're trying Derek Chauvin here? Isn't it enough that we're penalizing those who overstepped the lines? No, obviously it's not, because even while someone is being publicly crucified for their actions, for their bigoted, hateful, racist, abusive power, even while that is going on, you see despicable people doing despicable things without any sort of penalty brought upon them. Now, it has been revealed that not only have the city manager and that officer been let go, uh, they were not fired. I shouldn't say let go because they weren't fired. They resigned. There does not appear to be any immediate penalty for either. Now, granted, the city manager was just the man taking the fall for the whole situation. But Kim Potter, she has not faced any sort of actual legal, actual retribution. There has been no penalty. She has not been stripped of anything. She has not had any previous pensions removed. She does not have any financial gains or losses as a result of this interaction. Nothing. She has gotten off scot-free, and it's disgusting that she, of all people, gets to walk away, a veteran of 26 years on the force, who knows better than to pull a gun and shoot a man when calling Taser for a misdemeanor, no less, when you have them surrounded and outnumbered. They're not a threat to you. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous. It's a farce if they try to claim innocence. It's a farce if they try to claim it was an accident. That is ridiculous. And I cannot I cannot personally believe it. I cannot personally accept that excuse because I do not believe it in my heart of hearts. I know she did not accidentally shoot him. She shot him of her own volition. And that, quite honestly, is criminal. It is ruled a homicide. His death was ruled a homicide. That does not leave room for error in a, a Derek Chauvin sort of, oh, it was his fault, victim blaming type of way. No, this is 100% her fault. This is a murder by someone wearing a badge that will be washed under the rug because of that 
one thing, one badge is all it takes. 26 years of veteran service is all it takes to get you absolutely scot-free off of the murder of a 20-year-old boy. You can hardly consider him a man. He was 20 years old and killed in broad daylight while surrounded by people meant to serve and protect them, and there will be no justice. Moving on to another horrible story, we have a police stop in Virginia that led to a pepper spraying incident. Now, this did not end in someone's murder. Thank God. This did not end in someone's end of life. This was not the end of the line for anybody. However, what happened was honestly almost as bad. Why I believe that to be true is at this Virginia stop, a uniformed army medic, Karen Nazario, was stopped by Officer Joe Gutierrez, who is now terminated, by the way, was stopped and forced out of his car while being given contradictory orders. Now, he was told to put his hands out the window and was also told to leave the vehicle. That is, of course, impossible. He could not open the door. He could not leave the vehicle without putting his hands out of, or rather, inside the car, not out the window. Under the pretext of these contradictory orders, Gutierrez actually pepper sprayed Karen and forcibly took him into custody. Now, there is a silver lining to this case as Nazario has now begun a case against both present police officers and received the support from Virginia's governor, Ralph Northam, actually, which is somewhat surprising. But I just want you to imagine something for a second. You are a uniformed member of not the police force, not the National Guard, but the genuine army, those who are stationed around the country and stationed around the world meant to protect liberty and peace and the interests of the United States, who often do things that I disagree with constantly, almost all the time even. However, you going into the army does not make you a bad person. Rather, it shows dedication to service and it shows dedication to country. And that is admirable, at least on a very basic level. Now, if you are to be a uniformed, not a non-uniformed, not someone who is Oh, also happened to be a part or was a veteran or regard none of that. No, you a uniformed army member, a medic, no doubt, of course, the irony, who was pepper sprayed by a, a, a uniformed officer. But why? You ask yourself, why? Like, why would this happen? This was all just a, a misunderstanding, right? This was someone who got pulled over. For what reason? I mean, like, why would you go in so aggressively? What would be the pretext? Well, what may not shock you is there was none. Um, the police vehicle pulled over Caron's vehicle because it, it apparently had no license plate or faulty license plate. This, of course, had been rectified by Caron, who said it was a new car, blah, 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 blah issues resolved, right? This vindicates Caron, and, and it does show a little bit of insight into why the police might have pulled him over. Sure. So the police pull him over, and what do they do? They don't go to the door and ask him for papers. They don't go to the door and say, hey, how can I help you? Uh, it seems that you don't have a license plate. It seems your papers are in, not in order. No, they would rather approach violently to start. I can give you a little bit of insight. You may not be surprised to hear that Caron is half Hispanic and half black. This, of course, is the catalyst for what happened there. Because I, as I sit here right now, am a white man who has never been pulled over by the cops. I've never been arrested. I've never been pulled over. And I can guarantee you right now, most of the time that I'm driving, I'm breaking more rules and regulations than Caron was that night. I am driving more recklessly. I am driving 
not checking all my blind spots or not spending enough time while having my signal on before I transition lanes. I mean, I, I'm not the world's worst driver. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not incredible. However, my skin tone is white. I'm white and I've never been arrested or pulled over or penalized for my actions. Now, Caron here has been, at least now, I, I don't know the past. No one knows the past, at least nationally speaking, of this man. However, I can definitively tell you the reason he was pulled over and treated with such disrespect, not expected of an, a uniformed army member, of course, it's because he had a different skin color and that rubbed some officers the wrong way. Now, in the video body cam footage of the incident, you can see the junior officer actually appearing to be quite uncomfortable with the situation, almost willing to tell Joe to not do this. Do not pepper spray this man. Do not commit aggravated assault on this man who is obviously fearful. In fact, Garan even says, I'm scared. I don't want to get out of the car. And then, you know what? What colorful and protective and lovey-dovey response that Joe has? He says, you should be. That's revolting, that's reviling, that's disgusting, that's inhumane, and it's downright vile. It's a horrible thing to say as a protector of citizens talking to not only a citizen, but a citizen who is now in employment of the government in defense of him. It is, it is blood boiling how disgusting and horrible the whole interaction is. And it makes me question why at all these police officers are able to keep their jobs after interactions like this. Why do we have people like Kim Potter and Joe Gutierrez getting off with no penalties when they do things like this? It's mind boggling. It absolutely befuddles me. I do not have an answer. I cannot imagine why anyone would ever defend these actions ever. It's reprehensible. It's disgusting. I don't really want to talk about it anymore because it, 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 if you can't tell, it makes me a little mad, but it's just horrid. And I can't believe it's still going on after everything that's happened. Everything that's happened. We're still going through this. I hate to say it, and I don't want to be the one calling doomsday prophecies, but if this keeps up, if white police officers across the United States continue to abuse their power like this on such a regular basis, we're going to see real riots. You want to call the looting of a 99 cent store a riot? The looting of a Little Caesars a riot? Fine. I mean, that is a protest. That is a, a non, non-violent protest. Don't get me wrong. There were rioters at many uh, a location throughout all these protests, but I don't think we will have seen riots on a true scale until this happens. I think there will be people flabbergasted and caught off guard by the vitriol and the hate pent up in the community who has been abused for so long nationally in the face of the media with nobody doing anything and the continuous battering of the pride of an entire race of people, of multiple races of people, and you expect no consequences? How stupid are you? One of these days, one of these days, there's going to be serious repercussions and people, they're going to find out that all this wanton discrimination, this lazy hate that's thrown around for fun by police officers abusing their power because they didn't get enough love from their parents or they were bullied in high school and couldn't make it into the actual armed services. 
we're going to find out real quick who's got power in this country, and it's going to be horrible. It's going to be so much worse than anything we've ever seen. And all it's going to take is one spark, be it another George Floyd or an economic downturn. The United States police departments all across the country are playing with fire and they're going to get burned. As a final story today, I want to talk briefly about the Biden administration's soon to be announcement that actually seems somewhat promising, though I approach it with skepticism as I'm not sure it's it's even plausible or something that could happen. Apparently, the Joe Biden administration tomorrow, as of today being the 13th on the 14th, Wednesday, the 14th of April, Joe Biden is apparently going to give an announcement that is going to quite honestly shake up the entire geopolitical scale of, of what's going on on international levels. Uh, Joe Biden is is set to announce the withdrawal of all United States troops from Afghanistan by September 11th of 2021. Now, you may note that is the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. A little weird of a date. I understand the symbolism. It just comes across as a little detached, a little strange. However, regardless of the date, the intention is fantastic, as I do believe we need to pull troops out of the Middle East, we should have 20 years ago. We should have never sent them. That much seems obvious in retrospect. However, I'm not sure that this shift out of imperialist policy is going to work so well for Joe Biden, especially as he's just recently asked the Pentagon for more funds in international intervention. So we'll see how it goes. But as a short aside, it is a fantastic shift in foreign policy if it does come to pass. I'm all for it. I think this is a fantastic swing in the right direction. And I think that pulling troops out of Afghanistan is fantastic. I'm 100% with you, Joe Biden. This is the first thing foreign policy wise that you've done or possibly have promised to do with some level of sincerity behind it that I can get down with. And I can quite honestly support 100%. I think this is a great idea through and through, and I look forward to seeing its completion. Apparently it is slated to start in May. So we'll see if that actually gets along on track. And if it does, then I have high hopes for the future. Thank you, Panic. I have high hopes for what the administration may do on an international scale. And it does, at least very briefly, restore a glimmer of hope in U.S. foreign policy, which has been so, quite honestly, devoid of such a thing for the past 20 years. So as a short aside, I, I do believe that this is a step in the right direction. And it is an exciting story that we will cover more of as soon as it gets underway. I, I will be more than elated to cover it. So stay tuned for that as we move forward. I imagine all of the stories mentioned today will have follow ups as they're all quite important and they're all going to have consequences in their own right, though I must admit the precedent is being set for immunity for police brutality across the United States as a final thought here. And it's a scary thought. So I, I think, as mentioned before, it, it's a bit foreboding. And I, I worry that there will be consequences on a very large scale moving forward. But until then, we're just going to have to see how it all shakes out. Thank you for listening through to the end. We'd really appreciate it if you check us out at Aligning America on Instagram and Twitter. And if you really enjoyed it and want more content like this, be sure to head over to our Patreon to ensure we can keep putting out episodes, changing hearts and minds one podcast at a time. Thank you.